Let me tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. Wow, what great timing. Amazing timing here. So, let's talk about it. So, first and foremost, yesterday we saw a series of unprecedented swings in the odds for who would go number one in the draft. In the span of eight hours, Jabari Smith went from negative 10,000, which means for every dollar you bet, you get back one penny, to plus 300, to plus... 300, which means for every dollar you bet, bet you get back uh, $3. And then it went back down again. Eventual number one pick, Paolo Bancaro, was plus 2,200, which means every dollar you get back, you get every dollar you bet, you get 22 back 10 days ago. Never seen anything like this. So to help us understand what all happened and how it might affect future drafts as a league, as a whole, please welcome Matt McEwen. Uh, Matt is editor-in-chief of the Sports Betting Dime. He has been a friend of a show for a long time now. He is a Also, he has created their Futures Tracker, Score Predictors, and other betting models. Welcome to the show, Matt. Hey, Tristan. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. It was uh, what a, a crazy time it is to be a sports betting person in the business. I had people even uh, that were people that were newsbreakers who wanted to get my perspective in terms of how this blew up on Twitter, you know, not just gambling Twitter, but NBA Twitter. So I figured, you know, for the people to get somebody on who does this all the time and understands how markets move. So I wanted to have you on. Um, Explain to those maybe who don't bet or don't understand, you know, how these things go, how we can get odds change so rapidly and so wildly in such a short period of time and and not just in one direction where everything goes and stays, but then in every direction. Yeah, so, I mean, Tristan, it all boils down to money, right? And these sports books, they aren't, you know, they're in the betting industry, but they're not into making bets themselves, right? They're not sitting here saying, ah, okay, we're, we're okay if we're, we're, you know, have this massive liability on, on Palo to go first. No, their, their job is to even the money up uh, proportionally, right? What they want is, an, again, it's not necessarily an equal amount of money on each side, but what they need is a proportional amount of money on each side, right? And I say that because, hey, if, if you got minus 110 odds on each side, sure, you want equal money on, on each side. But when we're talking about something like you just said there, where Jabari Smith was minus 10,000, you know, that's okay. You, 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 you should have a lot more money on Jabari Smith than you should have on anybody else at that point, 
right? So, you know, this this was uh, just very interesting to see the money flowing, right? And that's exactly what happened here was, you know, and, and we live in this this age of, of social media now, and it's becoming stronger, and the insiders and the rumors and, and uh, you know, whether they're real or, or fake, they're flowing, right? And all it takes, as we've seen, is one of them to get a ton of people on it, willing to say, okay, you know, I'm, I'm going to throw some money on, on this side. I think it's, it's got some value. All of a sudden you create some steam. You got a ton of money coming in there. The book starts saying, we can't have this. You know, if, if this event occurs now, we would be out a lot of money. So what do we have to do? We got to start driving some money on the other options, right? So that's where you see this fluctuation happening. Uh, and that's why you saw it happen so fast, so wildly, like you you uh, described there, right? There was just this massive flow of money that started about 72 hours ago uh, on Paolo there. And, you know, then Waj sends out his tweet that it is going to be Jabari. And all of a sudden, everybody's back on Jabari. And so then they've got to swing it again because they're they're all of a sudden liable again. They're not in a, in a good position uh, in where the money's lying, right? So, it, it was wild. And, and you know, for, for those who are familiar, uh, you know, and NFL fans as well, we saw this happen in the NFL draft too, right? With Aiden Hutchinson and Trevon Walker. We even saw it, I mean, if you go a little bit further back, uh, Icky and, and Evan Neal all of a sudden were the favorites to go first overall, right? And, and it, it, same type of thing. It didn't happen, you know, as, um, you know, as, as abruptly as, as this one did, but as, as more markets come online, right? More people are betting. There's more money available to be bet. Um, and, and just more rumors going around, right? So that's, that's why. It's, it's essentially the money. So I'm curious, what can betters learn from this the next time it happens? And is there a philosophy? Because it feels like 72 hours ago there was no news, that was the reason that Paolo was getting a lot of influx of money other than just the value of seeing 22, 21 to one odds. Well, so, I mean, if, if there's a lesson here, and I mean, I think this goes beyond sports even, Tristan. I, I know this is a sports podcast, but I mean, if there's a lesson, it is, uh, you know, un- understand the sources that, that you're, you're trusting, right? And it's, you know, the, these insiders understand that they don't need firm, credible evidence to go and put out a report, right? They just need a rumor and, and, it's, and it's a report. So, you know, if, if there's a lesson to be had here, I, I think it's, uh, it, it, it's one, you know, know your sources, but two, understand that around these drafts, nobody knows anything, <laughs> you know, and, and the team's themselves are are throwing out fake reports to try to throw each other off of, of you know each other's scent right the i mean you know no, nobody nobody wants to nobody they, they don't want everybody else knowing who they're taking first overall right they, they would love they would have loved um you know somebody to try to trade up to come get jabari smith because you know they wanted jabari smith and, and that was their guy right so it's it's just knowing that these drafts are very unpredictable and, and, you know, when you do see 2,200 odds, maybe it is worth a little sprinkle, you know, obviously we, we bet responsibly and, uh, you know, don't, don't put your life savings on something like this, but 
couple bucks at uh, at, at twenty two hundred at that point. I mean, you know, obviously you were laughing come come draft day if you if you got on that train early. How does this compare to other drafts that we've seen in the NBA? Because it feels like most are pretty consensus number. Like I'm thinking about the Zion draft. There was nothing that anyone could do to get me to draft any to get me to put money on anyone but Zion. And so so how does what we saw last night compare to maybe what you've seen uh, in prior drafts? Uh, you, you are absolutely correct, right? I think this was the first draft in a little bit that we have seen a little bit of skepticism over like who who is the the true number one here, right? And um, there there wasn't any clear sign that it is this guy. Um, so no, th- this this was unique. Um, this this one, to be very honest with you, reminded me of of certain NFL drafts where there isn't that top flight quarterback, right? Whenever you have the top quarterback, you know you know who's going number one. But this, this reminded me of that, where it was all of a sudden, you know, there. I, I know Chet didn't really ever see like you know his odds shorten a ton, but, but I think plus one eighty all the way down to one ten, back up to plus four hundred, up to twenty two hundred on draft day. So a little, some some movement there, right? But he he, what I was saying is essentially he, he never became a favorite, right? Like he. There, there, there wasn't this swing to, to Chet all of a sudden, but at the same time, it very well could have been Chet as well. Like there, there were there were three guys that really, it, it could have been any one of, of these, right? And um, no, th- this was truly unique. And this is, you know, you, you get these betting opportunities very uh, seldomly. You know, these, these types of things don't, I mean, the draft itself only shows up once a year. Um, and like you said, most are you know, consensus, there's a number one, this guy's going, don't waste your money on anything else. Right. So, um, no, I mean, to your, to your point before it's, you know, understand when there is uncertainty and, and capitalize. Do you think this changes how information like the news information business around events, like the draft, like, does this put, does this put pressure on maybe making these non-sporting sporting events illegal nationwide because they are so uh, predicated on information and not something that's like completely unpredictable, given that there's already five states, uh, including New York, where it's not legal? So I, I, I personally don't believe we're going to see this, this mass rush to like, hey, let's not offer odds here. This is just too much. I, I think the, you know, the moves we'll see are are likely going to be you know there, there's some states that basically shut shut it down like 24 hours prior right Th- that's that's one step I, I think we would see well before anything like that the other one is just capping the bets right like take you know the, and, and they already do to an extent you know every sportsbook has the right to refuse any bet that you come to them with and they do you know if, if you showed up <laughs> with you know half a million dollars on Paolo, I don't think any sportsbook would have taken at twenty two to one. They're like, nah, dog. No chance, no chance. right? No, right. nobody wants that liability. Um, would they? Let me ask you a quick follow up question. Would they move the line, even if they didn't take the bet? Just like say, I gave them five. I want to put five hundred thousand dollars on Paolo twenty two to one. They turned me away. Do then the the traders go back into a little powwow and say, holy shit, we there's something that might something be going on. Know. Yeah. So. 
that in itself may not move the line right away, but that's going to put high alert on that line all of a sudden. And you're going to have somebody watching that line and watching every bet from there out that comes in on that line. Right. And, and yeah, your, your, your next bet on that draft is not going to be accepted as quickly as it would have been 10 minutes ago. Right. So it, it may not shut it down, but um, high alert that, that that's going to get the attention. Right. So, you know, th- those are the moves I think we would see. Right. Just and, 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 and we, we already do see them to an extent. They just may continue moving in that direction. Maybe you're you know, they, they take less, um, you know, five figure bets, four figure bets on these types of events. Right. I don't think we'll they, they, they take they take too much handle, you know, for, for what it is like it's it, it's worth it for them. Right. So Adrian Wojnarowski, as well as Sham Sharanya, two of the top newsbreakers in the business, have been courted. It's no secret they're being courted by books. How does this change if Woj is working for someone like PointsBet? Yeah, so I mean that's an interesting one. In in, in my opinion here, you know, and I think what uh, what we all hope this means is just that his information goes to the books first. Right. That's you what know, they're paying the seven million dollars or whatever it is for, and and that's it. And it's it's basically before you go public, it's hey, just let us know so that we can put our line either on alert, we can move it, or we can just take it down, right? And uh, so, what what does that do? Um, you know, as a better, it, it gives you less opportunities to expose a bad line. Um, but again as as we've said like this is only like the informational based betting events too right so you know sure Woj might have a an injury to to report ahead of time right <clears throat> i feel there's i feel there's enough people that that are you know privy to that information that you'll still get it in a reasonable time um you know and when it comes to a single game like that there's enough handle on it that you're not going to instantly start moving that line um, so, you know, it, it, it does though, it, it, it will limit your opportunities to expose a bad line. Do you think what we saw was good for basketball or bad for basketball? I thought it was good. So, I mean, I'll, I'll be very honest with you. And, and just again, from, I, I hate to keep calling back to the NFL here. I, I'm sure, you know, uh, I'm a big NFL fan. Um, the NFL draft uh, for me anyways, and I think for most Americans as well, is a much bigger event than the NBA draft is, you know, and the betting handle says so as well. You know, the, uh, Johnny Avello was on talking about, uh, the the NFL draft being at least three times the handle of the, of the NBA draft, you know? So I, I feel it was good. I feel all this because, I mean, you know, every time someone sees a a long shot win, right, their head gets filled with, that could be me, you know, next time, maybe, maybe that could be me, maybe I could be that lottery winner next time, right? So I I think it's great for basketball. Uh, I think it will drive a little more interest in next year's draft Um, and, and, you know, specifically betting on the draft as well, right? Which, I mean, that drives a lot of interest, (laughs) We saw a, a trade uh, before the draft. Christian Wood got moved. 
based on the perception, the false perception that Jabari was a lock to go number one, but Carroll was going to be there for Houston at number three. Does this, does that change like pre-draft trades from from teams in the lottery perhaps? Like how do you think this changes, I guess, how, how teams communicate with one another? Um, you know what? I, I mean, the, I, I think that was always a concern, you know, like that was always a risk that, that they were taking in, in doing so. Right. And I, I, I would, you know, be willing to, to bet money that this isn't the first time that, you know, uh, one team maybe fed another team that information, uh, about what they were doing. You know, I, I, I don't think, uh, that's, that's never happened before. So I, you know what? I, I, I don't. I don't think that has any effect. I think, uh, you know, Houston maybe got burned a little bit, but I, I think they're going to be okay with Jabari. So I'm looking at odds now for Rookie of the Year, and I see that Paolo Bancaro is the odds-on favorite, uh, plus 300. Why does it say he's in Detroit? That's so weird. Um, anyway, that's strange. Uh, Paolo Bancaro plus plus three hundred. The longest odd uh, that I see on sports betting dime is Jalen Duran at thirty to one. I'm curious though, uh, for for those who have never bet on Rookie of the Year before, um, what's the smartest strategy uh, to bet on that? So, in 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 my opinion here, from what I've seen, and and you know, I've I've been tracking these rookie of the year odds for about six years now right and it ultimately the 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 main factor is points sadly right which you know I I think a lot of the basketball purists uh get a little upset over this uh you know there's there's a lot that goes into the game that you know and, and points is the sexy stat right and it's it's points it's highlight real plays you know, how, how many times are you going to see Jabari throwing down on, on you know, some, some big forward? Um, as well as they're, they're, they're recently, what I've seen is some team success go into it, though. You know, and I, I, team, team success comes in when there isn't a clear-cut, super sexy point scorer um, highlight real most night player, then it defers to, and, and I mean, I think that's what you saw with Scotty Barnes this, this past year, winning, winning rookie of the year, right? You looked at the Raptors and said, he was a really key piece in getting them to the playoffs going from, you know, picking was that four, uh, to uh, up into the playoffs there, you know? So yeah, he, he played a massive role on that team. And, and all of a sudden, I think for the first time in a while, we saw that come into play, but for the most part, I think you're looking at which which player is going to be on the floor and score. I'm so, betting. I'm, I'm betting Jabari. Betting Jabari. Yeah. So I'm t- take me through the reason the reasoning for that. Jabari, obviously on the on the Houston Rockets, going to be playing alongside uh, Jalen Green, uh, a noted chucker, willing passer, but noted chucker can put up, you know, ten threes a night. Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. Another noted chucker um, on that team as well will shoot from anywhere, not a willing passer. So take me through kind of your strategy on how you get to Jabari. So right away, I lo- you know, looking at the favorite, Paolo there, I don't love him in that 
offense necessarily. And what I mean, I, I don't love his usage. Uh, there's a lot that, like, I, I think Orlando has this idea that they're going to compete this year a little bit, you know, which I see you laugh at, and I kind of do internally too, because it's the Orlando Magic, and we haven't seen them really do that in, in a long time now. Um, but there's a lot of players in, in Orlando that want the ball as well. And especially if all of a sudden, like, Markel Fultz has like a summer where all of a sudden he finds himself again. And, and now all of a sudden you've got just all these guys that want to get their own. I mean, that, that's a full, that's a loaded roster of young, hungry players there, right? So I, I'm, I'm out on him and his odds are just a little little too short for me with, with, with his situation. Um, looking around elsewhere, Chet, I have fears over him just in the NBA in general. Um, you know, his his weight worries me a little bit and, and just how, yeah, how thin he is, how lean he is. Um, I, so I, I don't know what that's going to look like in, in the NBA. Um, I, I, have, I have some doubts there, admittedly. So, you know, look, looking, basically, I, I look at those top three guys because I think they stand above the rest. Um, and, 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 you know, those, those are, yeah, in my opinion, the kind of top tier guys. And I do look to Houston and that's a situation where you have a team there that isn't too far removed from being championship contenders year in, year out. Right. And I think you have a, like that, that's a, that's still a proud team that wants to get back to competing. And I think they've seen they can't do that playing basketball the way they did, the way that you just mentioned them doing. And I think there's going to be a very concerted effort uh, from the coaching staff um, to get the ball into Jabari's hands and to be a little more efficient offensively. You know, it's very efficient throwing down dunks. <laughs> uh, so I, I think we're going to see a lot of Jabari this year. I think we're going to see the offense run through Jabari a little more than some expect. Uh, like I said, I know, I mean, Jalen Green, uh, shot taker. Um, I think Houston's, I think Houston's going to do everything they can to put the ball through Jabari's hands. And, and I think he'll be, you know, a little similar to, to Scotty in Toronto, where he's almost like the focal point of the offense. He may not score all the points, but I think the ball is going to run through him pretty consistently. consistently. If if Bradley Beal ends up leaving uh, Washington, is there a chance that the line moves on Johnny Davis? It's plus two thousand now. So uh, wow, yeah, that's a great value. So um, would you would you take a flyer? And also on top of Johnny Davis, are there any other? So I guess a two part question: Any other long shots that you absolutely love? And then long shots that you would absolutely stay away from outside of maybe Mark Williams and Jalen Duran because of the usage rate. So Johnny Davis isn't is a very interesting name there, right? And I I just have my concerns. Like, is Bradley Beal really leaving? And and you know, I I don't know. Um, at, at, at plus 2,000, I absolutely think that's worth a little sprinkle. Um, it, it's not something that I would put a ton on there. Because, I mean, the, the whole Bradley Beal situation is just... I, again, it's another one of these like NBA draft things. Like I, I don't think anybody knows the real truth here. 
you know, and, and again, I, I don't like betting a lot of money on things that I, do, I, I have no idea about. Right. Um, so when it comes to other long shots, I'm just pulling up the board here. Uh, there's honestly, there's not a ton of names far down the board that grab my attention. Um, what about, how are you feeling about Shaden Sharp in Portland? So, I mean, funny enough, I was just about to mention Benedict Matherin because I wanted him to end up in Portland. Um, that, that, like that, that I thought was a, a really ideal fit. And if he ended up there, he, I think I would have been betting uh, Benedict Matherin. Shaden Sharp, I think at 12 to 1, same thing, similar to Johnny Davis, where I think it's worth a little sprinkle. I'm not, I'm not putting a ton on, on that, but he's, he's probably as far down the board as I would look, which <laughs> isn't very far, I know. Um, but I, I, I like it. I mean, you know, Dame wants to win. Now, for Portland to win, I do think Dame's going to be taking the final shot every game. You know, and I think that is the best thing for Portland, uh, as uh, you know, I think we probably all agree with. We've seen over the years uh, what that looks like. So, I, I, I do. If you're looking, if, if you're looking outside the top tier, I think Shaden Sharp is the the you know best candidate there for you know a little bit of a long shot. Matt, when are we going to get Kyrie destination odds, KD destination odds? What's up with that? So. You know what? Those are always uh, interesting. To the, you know, the, the books, I, I do feel the books kind of try to slide those in there real quick. And, yeah. you know, don't they don't make it super public because... They never promote it. No, right? Yeah. And, and there's a reason. They, they don't want, uh, you know, first bet in to be, you know, $100,000 on some guy who knows Kevin Durant and, you know, knows where he's going. Um the books aren't going to open anything there until they feel they have enough information. Right. And again, who knows when that is? Um, it, it, yeah. If you had to ask me, I honestly, I don't know that we even see any Durant odds. Uh, I wouldn't, I, I, it wouldn't surprise me if we see some Kyrie, uh, but I think they'll come late. Like there'll, there'll, there'll be an announcement um, and, and, and they'll come late. So if you have an idea of where you think KD, Kyrie end up, uh, would you then just place, I guess, back, back in, backing into it and just place future, future uh, bets on, you know, futures bets on teams? That's what I would recommend because, I mean, the other thing, too, that you're dealing with there is similar to the NBA draft where, it, I mean, if you want to lay a big chunk of money on something like that, decent chance they're not taking your bet, right? So I, I wouldn't wait. If you have some credible information on where one or both may go the futures market is is a little better there and again maybe not even the the championship futures but you know looking to division if win totals come out you know in in time for that you know that that's in my opinion one i, I know it's not the lottery ticket that uh, a lot of people like right but uh that's that's one that, that you know a little more certainty around that a uh, little better probability of actually hitting that bet Final question, I guess, uh, as you said, if you have more definitive information, then, you know, maybe you can go ahead and place a bet on X, Y, or Z because you know something that others don't know. How do books, from your perspective, keep a, keep track on, you know, who they can limit as a, as a better? Like, 
you know, can Woj bet? Can Shams bet? Can Jerry West bet? You know, what, what, where are we at in terms of the murkiness of, I know Calvin Ridley can't bet. He cannot anymore. <laughs> but, uh, but like, where's the line here? So from, from my understanding, the leagues are submitting names at this point. Now, again, don't, don't quote me on this. Um, because if, as if you're it, live on the broadcast, <laughs> if it hasn't happened yet, it's going to start happening. There, there there's going to be names, and and you know the the onus in the past has just always been on like the teams, the leagues, right? And the sports books were doing a favor, you know that like the Calvin Ridley thing, like they basically said, hey, like sure we'll take your bet, but like we got to go notify the NFL of this, right? Like all, all of these leagues are getting money from these sports books; they're partnered with the sports books, right? So. I mean, they, they don't want that. Like they, these, both sides want this to be a nice, clean, uh, trustworthy, credible partnership here. Right. They don't want this drama. So it's, you know, it's growing into a partnership here of, Hey, here's, here's, you know, names do not take these or on the sportsbook side, if somebody slips in, yeah, Jerry West slips in and makes a bet. They might call the NBA and say, Hey, what's up here? Like, you know, uh, should, should we take this? Should, I mean, they can always cancel a bet after it's made. Right. So it's, uh, it, it, it is, it's getting to a point where, where the, the two sides are really going to start working together and, and they have to, because, you know, you, you, there's already enough skepticism around, you know, sports betting and, and just nervousness around, Oh, what, what is this doing to the, to the integrity of the game? Right. And, neither side wants that. Neither side wants these questions. Um, so it, it, it will, it, it's going to continue just growing into this nice shared partnership of, Hey, don't let this person bet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Awesome stuff, Matt. Thank you so much for joining us, sir. We'll have to do it later on this season when Kyrie ends up somewhere and, and KD either ends up somewhere or he doesn't. Yeah, no, my pleasure, Trist. I, I had one for you. I, I think, uh, I, I saw you liked my, my Toronto Raptors, uh, Christian Coloco. Oh my God, that's a great pickup. I, I he thought is, so too, right? right? He's exactly what Masai wants. Masai likes international players. He likes players who are long and athletic, who can switch on defense. Christian Coloco, I pegged Arizona as being one of the surprise teams of this year before they even played a regular season game because of what, you know, you're seeing from the coaching staff coming from Gonzaga and some of these other guys. So I watched a lot of Christian Coloco, and I was impressed by him. He's, he's an athletic freak. I think that was a very underrated, such a Toronto pick. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, and you I, didn't have to give up OG and an OB to us in order to get what you wanted. <laughs> I'm really happy we did. I'm really happy we did. I love OG. But, I mean, that, that was a big hole on the Raptors roster. They, we didn't have that big kind of banger. Uh, to play at center, and funny enough, I'm I'm with some uh, bachelor party here for the weekend, and bunch of Raptors fan around or fans around me here. There, there's people here who are more excited about the Ron Harper Jr. signing. That's a big one too. So, th- like they're 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 going wild out there about Ron Harper Jr. And I I'm in here saying I I don't not that I don't like Ron Harper Jr. But I, I'm tr- I'm the one like I'm the quiet voice here saying Hey Christian Coloco I think is gonna. Gonna do some stuff. Don't this sleep. Year. 
Do not sleep. He's gonna, he might start at five. I agree with you. Uh, as much as I like what, what Precious kind of brought, he's, he's a little undersized, you know? Absolutely. At least you have someone who can bang with Joel Embiid now. That's what they needed. Precious Achuya is cute and all against the Warriors. Yeah. But sometimes you need that defensive versatility against guys like, you know, JoJo, against guys like, you know, the Lopez, any Lopez. Even Giannis, and, right? And like Giannis, he's, he's exactly. Great, he's great to, to throw on Giannis who, you know, sure, go ahead, dare him to shoot, shoot the three, uh, you know. But that length to put on him, yeah, absolutely. I'm with you, Trista. Go Raptors. Go Raptors. Have a great one. Enjoy the bachelor party. We will talk to you soon, sir. Thanks so much, Trista. Talk soon. Thank you. This is all the time that we have. I appreciate y'all. We'll be back Monday with a new episode as we head into free agency and summer league. Follow us as the season comes to a close. Free agency begins. Do not forget to download, subscribe. Please tell your friends. Follow us. Follow us. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.